there is a long-standing debate on whether humans have free will. Theologians and others argue if mankind can have free will in a universe in which God is omniscient and omnipotent. But materialists write papers concerning the problematic nature of free will in a deterministic universe, also. Can there be free will in a universe restricted to cause and effect or governed by a God that has predestined everything? Interestingly few researchers ask what free will is or if it is something desirable to have. The disinterest in whether there is free will might be because of the repercussion of not having one. If mankind does not have free will how are people held culpable for the evil, they do. Let's say Tom murders someone. The police look for a motive and lacking a reasonable motive then send him to a psychiatrist to see if Tom is fit to stand trial. The judge will ask if Tom understands the difference between right and wrong. This assumes that there is a right and wrong and a way to choose between them. But if Tom does not have a motive for killing Sally and yet knows that killing is wrong, why did Tom kill Sally? Tom had a reason, but he may not wish to share it. The reason he had is akin to the reason people purchase lottery tickets. To a rational human being, any reason Tom offers, is insufficient, this is why he is found guilty of murder. Had he a motive, it would be ruled a justified homicide. The police look for a motive in a killing but only find excuses. If Tom kills Sally because Sally wanted to leave him, do we categorize this as an exercise of free will or an irresistible urge driven by anger? Even if we suppose Tom has inculcated the mores of civilized men, are we to suppose that the murder was a calculated act done in the full possession of his faculties? What does it mean to have a motive for murder? Does it make sense to say a murder was an act of choice and manifested an act of free will? What about when people take drugs? Is sniffing coke the exercise of free will? At what point do we say the person no longer takes drugs as an act of free will but has become an addict? When people are addicted, we say they have lost their ability to choose. But they had free will when they became addicted. What do we say about people who sell drugs and pornography? What compulsion are they under? What are people obsessed with becoming rich, who live like a homeless person while working 18-hour days making money? Where does free will end and addiction begin? One thing we notice with people who seem to be in control of their lives, is that they are predictable in their behavior. It's a predictability they can easily change, but it is a predictability resistant to external influences. A normal person reverts back to habit even after a serious disruption to their routine. The church-going mom's habits are more resilient, at least to outside disruptions, the drug-addicted prostitute's habits are. The drug addict life pattern is predictable because of the addiction. She will visit the same few places because of her addiction and her method of acquiring funds for drugs. However, if her supplier is jailed or her place of business taken over, she will quickly create a new routine. Criminals take on the habits of feral animals. If they are foragers, they adopt a passive pattern defined by elements in their environment, but predators are less predictable in their routine as they are required to adapt to their prey's habits. The predictability of fatalists hinges on the constancy of their environment. Normal behavior is ontological, that is, influenced primarily by the person's goals. In this sense, fatalists are running from threats and risks, whereas normal behavior consists of systematically working towards a goal. If one is not running towards God, one ends up running from Satan. The difference is seeking what you love compared to hiding from what you fear. This was first modeled in the Garden of Eden. 
The addict or unbeliever has free will in the technical sense, but he or she becomes controlled by the details of their circumstance. Drug addiction is an extreme case but being obsessed with getting wealthy, or with sex or one's popularity also whittle away how much freedom one has. People have to work or beg. Most people have to ensure certain standards are maintained. We have to drive according to the law and so on. So free will exists but it is limited by the constraints of reality. We are free to run across a freeway, but few people attempt it. We are free to give any answer we wish to a question on arithmetic but there is only one right answer. But herein lays the problem. If there is truth the only free will choice that makes sense is to pick what is true. If we tie truth to normalcy, then we need to choose by means of our free will, what is normal. What is true is what is normal. We have freedom to make the wrong choice, but this is the freedom to not be normal. We are free to take drugs, but it is soon revealed to be a poor choice. It's a choice that leads to a loss of our free will. And without free will, is it true to say we are normal? We are free to commit crime, but we lose our freedom after being jailed. The same situation is found when discussing health and employment and other situations. We are free to make the right choices or choose to lose our freedom. If we no longer have the freedom to choose, is it true to say we are normal? Normal people have free will. God gives us free will. But only so we can do good works. We cannot remain normal and do evil because evil is such that by being evil we lose our ability to have free will. The devil offers us freedom, but we cannot pay the cost of freedom. A good work creates value for it maintains the conditions under which the exercise of free will is possible. The only free will we have is the freedom to do as we ought. Every choice we make has costs and every cost must be paid for. This is the normal state of affairs and it is the highest state we can aspire to. If we create costs and do not pay them, they become externalized onto society and future generations. These costs reduce choices for all. The actions that externalize costs onto society reduce choices for everyone. When costs are not paid at the source, the feedback required to make rational choices is also eliminated. If there is no accountability, how do we learn to make the best possible result? We might ask why are there so few direct costs associated with crime? There are real costs to crime, but these are socialized, meaning spread across the community. Many excuses are given why criminals are not held accountable for what they do, but the problem is a lack of norms. There is no normative behavior in modern liberal society. If an elderly woman is attacked because she would not pay the costs of a nose ring or tattoo for her ward, society is outraged. But it is a law that has been broken, not a social norm. The law imposes the penalty not society. We may scream that this behavior is unacceptable, but it does not translate into any penalty. Liberal society abdicated its responsibility for creating norms and defending its norms. But the law does not express true norms. The law is agenda-driven and is easily modified to reflect the liberal social agenda of which it is part. To have true social norms requires a normative agent. This brings us back to the issue of good and evil. Evil relativizes choices. In liberal society choices are akin to choosing a breakfast cereal out of the 40 made available. The choices are many but substantially irrelevant. But if there is good and evil then there is normative behavior and if not then we are drifting deeper and deeper into chaos. 
but that is the point or issue. Liberals promise freedom but provide only law. Because once we have eliminated social norms we have chaos and this can only be mitigated by law. All of this is logical and can be predicted because God is in control. We cannot defeat him, outsmart him, or outmaneuver him. No matter what we do there is good and there is evil and what we do will always be one or the other. What we have lost is a sense of where the line is. We want to be free but we cannot be free because life comes with costs and these costs have to be paid. This is normal. Normal is sustainable. It is also objective. Choices are abnormal because they cannot be validated or verified as true. Normality can and is validated by the scientific process. But it is also consistent with the truths of scripture and is coherent with everything else that can be considered normal. This doctrine turns life into a scientific experiment. If there is a good and evil and a right and wrong then scientifically speaking, those who life right ought to produce better numbers than those who live wrong. Thus the devil can be proven to be less smart than God and the devil's way ineffective when compared to the path laid down in scripture. The devil's freedom is a freedom devoid of standards. The devil's freedom rejects the normal route. The freedom of the devil is freedom from norms and standards, in effect the freedom of the devil is a rejection of science and the scientific method. The norms of the Bible are the norms of good people. We do not create costs for others because we are equal and we do not owe anyone anything, meaning no one is entitled to take from us what is ours. This is the norm we live by. It can be quantified and measured. The normative path is scientific and objectively validated. The science is in the normative model of society. We cannot conduct this experiment called life without the test group. Liberals and liberal democracies and other law-based systems serve as the control group. The test group is a group with social norms, meaning moral standards. This is simply a group that is governed by its social norms, meaning moral truths, the chief of which we owe no one anything. What we create belongs to we who created it. All attacks on social norms come down to an attack on the rights of ownership. That which is abnormal is not normal because it is not sustainable by its own means. It must be subsidized, this is not normal. It is not normal for something to exist that must have another existence pay its costs. If this was normal we could all do it and we cannot. It is an abnormal situation by definition. Thus, to be normal is to choose to be sustainable and to do that which creates sufficient value for others that no one needs to be subsidized. This is what the devil attempts to corrupt. The more costs the devil can externalize the more abnormal the system becomes.